Hey there, everyone. This is Austin with the Any Beer Geeks back for another episode to talk about New England beer. This is Matt, and we're going to talk about Bone Up Brewing Company this month since it's been forever. So we got to start off saying that it's been, I don't even know how long, probably eight weeks since our last recording. Um, It took us way too long to even publish the last episode. By the time we published it, the events we talked about are already come and gone. I'm going to blame that on Matt moving and not on myself taking a vacation. No, it was definitely your vacation. I, I, I moved. That changes a little bit of thing. That, that made me uh, a little pretty much unavailable for anything. But Matt was completely useless, and I was on my own doing everything. Um, but... I don't know. I don't got anything. I have no excuses for my behavior. Uh, so we're going to try to hop back in. We're going to get back on track. We're going to try to hit up a couple more breweries this summer. It's middle of summer now. It's hot. Yeah. And my post-move uh, issues are, are starting to dwindle. Like I'm yeah. actually going to have some free time to go do some stuff. So. Also, we got some more range now. Matt's in New Hampshire now. So we were both in Boston. Now Matt's in New Hampshire. I'm still in Boston. We'll be able to branch out and get into some more of the uh, farther-reaching breweries. We we are going to talk about Bone Up Brewing Company. Um, we went, actually, it was quite a while ago. There was now. still snow on the ground when we went to Bone Up. Yeah. It was uh, a long was, time ago. It was melting, but it was Well, spring, to, be fair, right? to be fair, there was snow on the ground like three months ago. So right. it, it really hasn't been that long. Uh, but, yeah, it was a while. Um, I think, I don't know if since then they've finished their expansion. At the time, they were starting. They had a uh, an expansion underway of their tap room. I don't know if that's completed now. They did. Where? They had signs out front that said, "Pardon our appearance. We're under construction." Oh well. We're building a bigger tap room. It said it right at the front door. I was way too excited to just get inside. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. So we went out to Bone Up. Bone Up, if uh, you haven't been out that way, is in the same strip as Night Shift out in Everett, Massachusetts, just outside the city. It's actually a really easy ride from downtown if you're in Boston. And you can hit up both breweries, especially if you go out there. I've been to Night Shift. We'll save that for another episode, but they have, like, lines now. So if there's a line at Night Shift, continue down the street, go to Bone Up. You will not be disappointed. Uh, and Bone Up, when we went, what was that? That was I mean, it was midweek, actually. That was probably, I think it was a Wednesday when we went. But right. there was... There was enough people in there for a good vibe but it was not busy by any means like we were getting service like immediately so that was that was cool and there was parking and (laughs) didn't have to park on the street yeah you don't have to park on the street like a mile away like you do for night shift right now let's talk about let's talk about bone ups interior space right so bone up is in this uh kind of industrial warehouse strip and at first we walked through the door and i was like where is this place not really even sure you gotta like Go in, I think it's like a shared entrance, and then sneak in this little door to the left. But once you go in there, really cool space, right? It's uh, very dive bar-ish, no, no windows, the lights are low, it's got tall ceilings, so you're not claustrophobic in there, but uh, it's definitely got that dive bar vibe going on. It's a uh, very cool space. Yeah, no, it was fun. It, I The first thing I thought of when I walked in, 
I was just thinking about how small it was. It just felt small when I first walked in. I looked around what? and I'm like, well, it was kind of small. But then you was... step in, because I think it was a little pinch at the beginning. Because when you walk in, yeah. the, the bar comes right to the side, and then it turns a corner, and you come in and then have to turn 90 to the right to see the rest of the space. And it, I mean, it's all one space, but you come in and there's tables right in front of you. It just felt small. How many seats were in there, you think? Like 25, maybe 35? Um not much no i'd say yeah if if not maybe a little more maybe 40 but i yeah not many that. seats not yeah. at all compared to somewhere like our last episode we talked about trillium which could have easily held 150 people 200 people this yeah. was like maybe 50 people max if they had it really packed out mm-hmm. uh so it's definitely a tiny space with a pretty big bar the bar actually takes up a good amount of the area yeah i'm gonna go back to that i think 25 30 seats is a max yeah, because there was what seats definitely five. You could fit people standing. Yeah, but there was five tables. Of yeah, usually four. Four. Oh yeah, so and then the bar had maybe ten seats, so yeah. thirty. Yeah, so really tight space. Um, but the bar took up a huge portion because they had a fantastic beer list for being such a small brewery. Probably one of the biggest lists we've seen at any brewery. I mean, I don't know how many were on there, but it was probably a good twenty beers. There's probably as many beers as there were seats. And there was a great range in all the beers. You had, uh, I took advantage of an English Bitter. Um, I think I had another one called like a Ruby Red, they called it. Uh, but they still also had a bunch of other styles from your Pilsners to your IPAs, Stouts and Porters. I mean, they they ran the full gamut of beers. The beer list was really long. Um, and it, we only were able to drink a couple beers because we were, it was a week night. I was like end of March, right? Um, so we were just going to hang out, have a couple beers, taking the vibe. Um, but still, the two that I had were delicious. I, I went a little lower ABV um, because we were trying to work the next We're day. driving. We were driving. Yeah, I, I think Jen was driving. We had the significant others with us, but uh, they like beer too, so we can't just make them always DD. That's true. Yeah, I well, so I went with the their cream ale first, and then I jumped to the saison uh, farmhouse ale, and it was a cask. It was on cask. Their Galena, Galena. They had Galena. was it one cask? They had a couple cask offerings. Um, that I don't remember. Hmm. I think they had. They have, it was definitely a rotating two. Yeah, it was at least two, and I think they had a rotating group because they had a bunch of listed, and they were like, "This week on cask is." Right. I'll I see. rated the cask four point two five. And so, I, like I said, I had the, the ruby. It was the ruby rye, not the ruby red, uh, which was an English mild ale. Ruby red is the name of, like, grapefruit juice by... Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Those old college days getting my... <laughs> college days? Were you drinking ruby red in college? Yes, boy? I was. I was getting my vitamin C. I'm a very healthy kid. With grapefruit juice instead of just orange juice? Yeah. Orange juice is nothing but sugar, man. Weren't you a Sunny D guy? I was a Sunny D guy. That was high school, though, man. That's before I knew better, before I was educated. I'm pretty sure that Sunny D is fortified with with vitamin C. Sunny D is fortified with antifreeze. <laughs> that's how it gets that nice glow to it. Well, that's how it never goes bad, right? T- tickles your throat on the way down as it <laughs> singes all the hairs out of your throat. Oh, God. Um yeah, so you had the you had you did have that. I had the ruby rye. I love rye, uh, and and to see an English mild is really nice. I think we talked about this uh, to break away from the typical IPA stout 
pale ale list uh, is always good to see. And then the other one I had was their cello brown ale. Um, again, like really good balanced beer uh, for being a brown ale. So it had a nice amount of hops coming through. Uh, really citrusy with that good mild sweetness, maltier style. My second beer was the Extra Naked, which is a cream ale. And it, I, my notes say that both of these were Saison-esque. Um, and I think the cream ale had a Saison yeast. If I'm not mistaken, I'm probably mistaken. I'm probably getting that wrong. But um, my first comment was um, that it was very Saison-y, an easy drinker. Um, but it doesn't leave that lingering yeast flavor that you're going to get from a, from like a true Saison. Um, which was good and it it was I mean it's a cream ale so it's basically just a slammer um, <laughs> and it was good really good good because you don't see too many good cream ales it's always usually the like throwaway beer so. yeah usually cream ales taste like you get a little sweet corn right weird. a lot very sugary coming off of that corn yeah. base so uh, getting back to the, the overall space we were talking about being kind of this dive bar they really leaned into though their logo marketing vibe of the bone up what what do you want to call skeleton. it Gel, gentleman's gentleman skeleton skeleton face it's basically a skeleton head with a mustache and like uh, i don't know a scowl does he have a scowl going on he's got like a little slightly tilted eyebrows going on anyways they uh he's doing like the rock he's like, got like the rock like people's brow going yeah. on with a mustache so they they covered everything in the place in this logo or some version they had a they i don't know if they commissioned them or if they had people submit all kinds of original artwork that included their logo and it was really cool i mean the spot is covered head to toe in their artwork all with this really interesting skull logo and then they have a bunch of merchandise on sale mm-hmm. i mean they had t-shirts hats keychains i picked up a keychain for my brother-in-law uh not only like hats like baseball caps and trucker caps they had beanies they had i see now i should have been taking more notes but i'm pretty sure there was a a mad bomber hat in there too they there was just a ton of merch they literally were just dialed up to 11 on the merch game they they crushed it and it was i only bought a keychain but that was sheerly out of me like trying not to spend too much money because i was like all right we already bought beers i can't buy a bunch of like t-shirts and tank tops too also because it was the winter and those tank tops and hats look good but i was like ah, i should probably get a beanie but i didn't i need a good trucker hat though matt's got his drinking trucker hat on i don't it's the same dirty one that we talked about before so it's getting significantly more dirty it looks pretty rough right now it has a nice it's supposed to be dark blue but it's become a, a slight shade of beige going on there from all the the <laughs> dirt, dirt and dust that is collected on this thing yeah it's no longer just my drinking hat it's my work outside hat it's my take the dog for a walk hat it's my i haven't washed my hair today hat <laughs> is it because you're drinking it all those times as well well actually maybe it is still just it's my drinking just the hat. drinking hat it's just that the drinking has expanded right oh that's a good point yeah so we had our uh, our scoring system we used last time for Trillium. Mm-hmm. Trillium landed like smack in the middle, which was a great uh, baseline for us to judge everybody else. Yeah, and actually I want to clarify a little bit on that because after we got done recording, I started thinking about it. And when we talk about dead middle, right, there's, there's four categories. Is that what it was? You four? got it. You got four categories. So there's four categories times five, that's 20, is perfect score, right? 
But yep. zero is not a thing. Like, can't not, get a zero. You can't get a zero. The lowest, lowest you, you can get is four. Yeah. So so dead middle is kind of a weird number. It's right? a 12. Yeah. So so that's why it was because it was three, right? Four threes is a 12. Is a 12. So you would think that 10 is the middle. <laughs> we went over this in a lot of detail, and I cut all that. You did? I cut all of this from our previous Well, podcast. you ain't cutting this shit. <laughs> so I need to clarify. So here you go. Matt needs to else. clarify for himself and for everybody else is that uh, the lowest you can get is a 4. The highest is a 20. The middle is a 12. So Trillium averaged a 12. I think. It was a 13, I think. Well, you had a 13, I had an 11. So oh. we... we so it's right in the middle. Average to 12 is perfect baseline. Right. Meets expectations. Meets what I want at a brewery. Yep. It is good enough. Yep. So what do you think about this spot? All right. We got our four categories again about variety, the atmosphere. The one we didn't talk about yet was like the the service and food aspect. Um, and then the last category is the merchandise. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked about all of them already. Um, so let's get some scores. Yeah, but let's talk about service and food, and then we'll go. All right, all right, all right. Quickly on service and food, uh, there was the food was pretty interesting. All they had was like prepackaged stuff. I guess they just don't have a license or whatever. So everything there was like guacamole or hummus that you could buy at the grocery store. They just had in a fridge, or they had bags of chips that you like you'd be at a convenience store basically, which honestly isn't bad because we were hungry and we bought chips and guacamole. So yeah, and we got like. I I mean I'm not gonna brand drop, but we got like what you'd see in the nice part of the hummus aisle for guac. Right? Yeah, uh, it wasn't the like sketchy the stuff. Aisle. I'm saying hummus aisle, but you know what I'm talking about like that. Yeah, the, the prepackaged guac that's right next to the hummus that's like the good stuff. They it was one of those, and then a full bag of tortilla chips, like unopened. A big one too, not your little, not the little like. Well, grab bag. Grab bag. This is like a full bag of chips. Yeah, it was a bag of chips that you get for like, I'm going to have a week's worth of chip. Yeah, yeah, which on. we ate all in one sitting. Yes, yeah, so of course. Because there was four of us, but still, yeah. But it, you're not going to just leave chips. I'm not <laughs> did you, half a did bag Did you of bring chips a, a little clip to close them up to take them home so they yeah. didn't get stale on the ride? Right, exactly. So, no. <laughs> so, yeah, and then with the, the service side, they uh, everything was just counter service. So when you get in there... Uh, you just kind of grab a table. They don't do any like hostess reserve a table thing. Um, and you get all your beers up at the counter. But it was really easy. Like Matt said, the place, since it's so uh, few people could even fit in there, uh, they had probably three three or four bartenders anyway. Uh, so we basically I think they had could, three. We could come and go as we want. Like it was really easy to get up there, get another round going for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was very uh, quick and simple and straightforward. Um, the the service you're right like there was no table service. i mean but it was it was the bar seats and then a walkway uh, were, and then tables so you were all you get up and you turn left and you were at the bar yeah so you were like, all of three feet from the actual bar counter yeah so it's like just being in a lounge yeah it was very it was simple fine. yeah so what would you give them for the quick score rundown and then the overall okay so my scores would be uh, five out of five for beer variety. I we talked about it at length. They had a huge list. Um, there was a bunch of different styles covered. Um, if you really want, I mean, we went totally different directions. Yeah. When we were there, you went for for uh, you know the the fruity hoppy and then the the brown ale, and I went saison and cream ale. So it was in cask. So the, the having the cask plus 
a, a brown and you know porter type options that had separate abvs yeah. and you had your it was just in variety five out of five if we could go higher i'd go higher space atmosphere four out of five um and that was mainly because it was it was slightly small but it i mean not not to i guess not really to its detriment but you're vibe is a little bit different in there it's kind of more intimate so you felt like you were almost in there with the rest of the people in there there was a little there wasn't enough room to breathe if it makes sense from a from an atmosphere standpoint but again i'm saying four out of five because it's not overly exceeded my expectations um but it, it was a little bit better than than what i was expecting service and food i got it three out of five meets expectation i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go in to a tap room and expect them to be cooking me, you know, three course meals, but, um, <laughs> they were available. Um, the food was good. I mean, it was, it was prepackaged, so it was good. And, and they were quick. So that was perfect. And then logo merch, uh, it speaks for itself five out of five. And they were just over and above marketability. I, if people don't know about them now, if their if their t-shirt hat sweatshirt game, grows in the city they're gonna be bombarded they're they that i don't know i feel like in the craft beer market that marketing that logo that just the the i don't know what they're putting out there is really appealing so what is that that's seven 17 17 17 out of 20 that's, Man, I gave him a that's, 17 that's a good that's a good that, that's a good score that's a good start so all right for me Again, I agree with Matt on the beer variety. They had the full list, so I gave them a 5 out of 5 as well. Uh, on their space, I gave them a 3, although I liked it. It's nothing I would like write home and be like, yo, you got to go check out this space. It's really cool. It was cool. It was like, it did what it did, but uh, it wasn't anything super unique or special. I, I liked the divey atmosphere compared to some of these larger brewery spaces that are a little bit industrial, so it had a good bar dive vibe. So I just need to jump in one more time because I, right. I so on space I I feel like my explanation wasn't justifying it. There were you talked about briefly the artwork on the wall. That was all. I don't I don't want to call it commissioned work because I don't know, but it all had to do with the theme of the of the bar, right? Yeah, it was. It, it had their logo. It had beer involved. Like it was, and it was like. It, it looked like local artists created yes. artwork for their walls. Yes. So I, that's another thing about the atmosphere in there. It was very self-focused, but also created this almost arcade-ish vibe where you went in and it was just different variety of different art styles and things going on. It was just really cool. They had the, the coloring wall where uh, you could grab up at the counter like a, like a coloring book printout and they'd throw you a bunch of colored pencils. You color it up. Uh, it was like some wacky scene of like their guy, their skeleton dude playing a guitar on like a car or something, and they post them all up on the wall. I mean, it looked kind of corny, like a kids thing, but it also was something to do. I mean, and there were some good ones too. There's some was... wicked good ones. Yeah. Like they were killing it. I mean, so that was that was really cool. So the space, although all that vibe was really good, I can only give it a three because like it wasn't that incredible. And then service, like we said, it was really easy to kind of just jump up, grab stuff. They were quick. They were easy. They weren't coming around, uh, which is fine. I don't need that. It was such a small space. It was actually probably, that would have been worse if they were coming around. And the food, it was all prepackaged. So I'll give them a three. We weren't really eating that good or like, yo, you got to go check out this food. It was just, you know, good chips that held you over. It was good bar snacks. Uh, and the merchandise, we already talked about similar to their space, like 
Their logo is fantastic. They got a bunch of merchandise. It all meshes really well. It's just such a simple, clean logo. Uh, they're doing a really good job with that. Like you said, I think if they, you could push that and let that logo speak for itself and people would go there just because they love the logo and the material so much. So my overall score is a 16. Uh, so we got a 16 and a 17. So we'll call that a 16 and a half. <laughs> yep. I Average like it. it out. So Bone Up is pulling a 16 and a half compared with the Trillium at Rosendale Substation, which was a 12 average. I'm okay with that. You okay with that? <clears throat> yep. We, we were very impressed with Bone Up. It was a while ago, and we've been talking about it since then. Like, we really wanted to do this episode. We loved it there. Thought they had great beers, actually. It's not just variety. The beer was actually really good, too. Right. Yeah. It, it was, like, really on point. So they're doing a good job. Uh, being near Night Shift, I'm sure, helps. Uh, but I think they could definitely give, you know, Night Shift a run for their money in terms of quality and flavor. Yeah, which and and that's another thing that I always was thinking about too after we went was just like why are we not hearing more about this bar? Like this bar. I keep saying bar. Why are we not hearing more about this brewing company cuz I mean we've heard about them. We've talked about going for a long time, but it's not like we're going to, you know, stores and buying their beer or there's no, nobody I was talking to in like of my, you know, group of people that is like craft beer drinkers are saying you got to try Bone Up. So, or even you got to go to Bone Up. Like, we just kind of went because it was there and we were like, we got to go. It seems cool. So, I'm just, it's weird to me that this hasn't taken off yet. So, we're going to say you need to go to Bone Up. Yeah. I've Get out there. It. it is it's a great spot. You know, show them some patronage. I'm not sure if they got that uh, expansion done yet. Once they do, I'm sure it'll attract a little more people, but show them some love now and help them get the expansion rolling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all five of you. We had more than that. <laughs> I listened to it like three times. <laughs> Don't tell me this. Don't tell me this. Um, so Well, and then you got to take our moms out of it, so that's like zero. <laughs> so we wanted to, speaking of the last episode and how the event happened before uh, we even posted it, I wanted to talk about the follow-up of it uh, because part of the whole Matt moving and all this, Matt didn't even go to the event. We talked it up. Matt didn't even show up. Yeah, I bitched out. I was there by myself. Holding well, coats. Holding, holding the coats. One coat. It was raining, man. It was raining. I had to hold an umbrella, too. Hold oh, the Jesus. umbrella. Hold the coats. Yeah. Actually, though, it was, uh, I want to say, for the Riverwalk IPA 5K up in uh, Newburyport. It's definitely, I think, going to be a great event. It was really small, uh, which isn't a bad thing. It was probably uh, maybe 200 people, maybe 250 and the uh, the space it happens in is just outside of downtown. So you're out at their brewery. You do a nice little run through like the the rolling hills of Newburyport, a countryside area, and then uh, you come back to the brewery. The brewery actually looked really cool. Uh, it was early in the day, so they weren't open before the race. They opened after the race was done, which obviously then was packed. Right, that space isn't meant to hold 250 people, but it's a pretty big space. It could probably easily hold 100 people, no problem. Uh, they got some arcade machines in there, which I actually really want to go back and just hit up the arcade machines. I will definitely be playing. Yeah, we're, so we're definitely going to go back. Um, and so it was really, it was really good. The beer, I had like a little sampler of their uh, their stout. It was nothing. I, I I can't say I didn't drink that much. Of, like I shared it because I didn't run the race, so I had to split the free beer with the misses. Um, so I'd like to go and try their other beers more. Give Austin credit. He didn't even take advantage of the free beer ticket that I passed off. Which basically, because I didn't go, I was like, yo, you can pick my bib up. 
It's on the bib. Like, clearly, I hadn't run. I was in, like, a pair of jeans. I can't be like, oh, here's my race bib. I just got done. They were, I don't know. Maybe I could have tried. It's You just bring a ticket. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I had to drive. Yeah. Well, I'll still give credit to you because then you weren't gaming the system. Yeah, I I was trying to be a good guy. But But the next race, though, is August 19th. Because there's the okay. three-peat, right? We got the, the three-peat challenge. You so signed up for the three-peat. I signed up for the three-peat challenge, and that may or may not have been one of the reasons why we said, yeah, let's skip the race. The, the other main reason was because we moved Saturday. We moved an entire two-bed apartment an hour north into New Hampshire between Friday night and Saturday all day. And then when we were waking up on Sunday, we were like, this would not be a good idea to go do some running after the amount of sleep we haven't got and the amount of exercise and moving. We were just, it was, it was too much. We were maxed out. So, um, I was bummed. I was, I was really looking forward to it, but life happens, I guess. So August 19th, we're going to go, I'm going to set a new PR. That's my goal. And then um, that means finish for Matt. He's going to finish. Yeah. (laughs) New PR. What else does that mean? So my new yeah, my PR is that I've finished that many 5Ks. <laughs> every time you go, it's a new personal record it's a new personal for record. amount of 5Ks. On August 19th. You know this, yeah. So so then we're going to do that, play some arcade games, get our free beers. But I also, we talked about it on that first episode or whenever it was that we talked about when we were going. I also want to hit up some of the breweries in Newburyport because we, we, we're going to be getting some of the... I, yeah, there's also Newburyport Brewing Company, which is... Uh, separate from Riverwalk, they're really the only two main breweries. There's a meadery in town as well, um, so we can count that, not count that. But uh, yeah, it'd be good to hit up both of those, yeah. get a real impression, and try to give a little feedback on Newbury Port as an overall kind of beer town. Yeah, because we got to talk, we got to come back and talk about that. It's also perfect for the summer. I mean, it's like it's a beach town, so it's right. now's the time. Uh, I also want to talk about after the the Riverwalk. I did the Cambridge. 5k freedom run and that is a uh, 5k run that goes through cambridge down in uh near the galleria area again i didn't actually run it but what i did this time was the galleria area being like leechmere near leechmere it's near leechmere um it's actually a great it's a pretty great race i did it a couple years ago it's pretty flat uh as are all the cambridge races and that group runs a number of them. They do the Freedom Run right around uh, Memorial Day. They do a Oktoberfest run. They do a St. Patrick's Day run. They do a just I don't even know. They do another one I think around Thanksgiving. They just they keep them rolling all year. It's all that same Cambridge 5K group. They used to do actually an outdoors run that in Malden that they stopped doing, which is kind of a bummer. I was hoping to get in on that this year, but they canceled it. And what I did instead of running was I volunteered, which got me into the beer after party. So that's sweet. And I actually, my volunteer job was to set up for the beer party. So I got to hang out with all the different breweries beforehand. And that race, we were I was nervous about it because they've switched. I mentioned on a previous podcast, they switched over from like free for all to this whole ticket system. But they do give you a good amount of tickets. I forget if it was three or four. Holy um so it's not like you were hurting for drinks and uh how much is it i don't remember i volunteered (laughs) did the significant other not run the significant other did run um so my wife ran i want to say it's not the cheapest race it's probably around like 40 bucks if i could guess uh maybe 45 
and I think each of them are different depending on what time of year they are. But anyways, um, the part the after party takes place on the roof deck of the parking garage at the Cambridge Side Galleria. So pretty sweet space. They got, I, I mean, there must have been. I set up the tent, so I should know. But there was probably about twenty tents. So about five to ten of them are food. There's really three major beer tents. We had um, Slumbrew there. We had Notch there, and then they had, uh, I believe it was Bantam. Bantam was the third one doing the cider game. Uh, Slumbrew. We we've gone and hung out at their uh, Assembly Row beer garden. I guess they want to call it the beer garden at Assembly Row. Um, is, is that what you yeah, would call it? I, I, I can't remember what they called it before they got the, the great American... before they got the well no before they got the American Fresh tap room sure i think it was the american fresh beer garden it was the beer garden so slumbrew is doing a good job uh i personally they had a new uh french saison come out called king of the hill really good beer if you can find it grab it big fan um i'm a huge fan of slumbrew anyway yeah slumbrew also they're a wentworth grad so keep it real wentworth gotta support the the other alumni so but cambridge 5k freedom run definitely give it a shot if you can next year uh i've been amazed since then how many people i've seen with the shirts on like now i notice them all the time like people just wearing around like they're on their run or whatever and i want to go be like yo yo cambridge 5k yeah yeah yeah. but that's super lame because they don't know who i am i think i'm part (laughs) of it because i set up the tents guys you know me no they (laughs) they don't know who i am at all um so are you done i'm done i'm done what's next well, I just want to talk about what I've done. So Memorial Day, that was a Memorial Day run, right? Uh, it was around then. It was around then. Right. Well, I mean, it's not They kind of do it between like Memorial, Memorial Day. Day and 4th of July. Right. Sure. So for Memorial Day, I did a run too. We went up to Burlington. We did the Vermont City, uh, Vermont City Marathon Relay for the second year in a row. Always a great time because we run the relay do way better than we we always think we're gonna like not train enough and we definitely did not train enough but we still were able to run and we beat our time from last year which i don't even know how that new pr yeah new pr for 2018 relays in in may (laughs) we beat our pr so we always enjoy going because one the, the the brewery game up there is so strong like you go to burlington in and around burlington waterbury absolutely so you go up in there that's like beer heaven right so we were actually um we made a little bit of a different took a little different direction this year and we actually went um south of burlington and i think it's heinsburg we went to frost beer works and that's actually what we're drinking right now the beer i opened a little bit ago is the plush double ipa from frost beer works in heinsburg so that's south of burlington it's seriously you're you're just driving on this backcountry road and then all of a sudden you you descend down into this town and it's just a gas station a few shops and then you if you just keep driving if you don't stop you just kind of go up another hill and then you're in farmland again so it's like heinsburg downtown is just or if you i don't even know if that's the downtown but it's, <laughs> it's like this little like m- metro area like with quote right so <laughs> if you take a right as or i guess we were coming from the south but if you turn like towards the gas station but keep going behind it uh, Frost Beer Works is back there. And they were this, you know, it's a pretty good sized parking lot, which is usually the case for those breweries that are out in the middle of nowhere. But it's just this tiny little tap room that's attached to the brewery. 
and the brewery space, I don't, I don't remember it being huge. It was still pretty small. So they're, they're, it's not like they're producing a ton of beer. But that tap room was literally, if you were belly up to the bar, and the, there is no seats. So it was just a bar top that you stood up to when you were getting beers. So you're belly up to the bar. There was room for maybe two people, three people if you're touching a little too close, right? To be standing behind you. That's how small this, and it was wow. just, it was maybe... 10 feet long 12 feet long and then it turns a corner and there's room for like one or two more people to go around the corner on the bar but this thing is tiny and it was packed and there was people outside (laughs) with their dogs and we went in and we're like trying to figure out what we want and um one of the people we were with uh she was raving about this beer uh that was i can't remember it, it was like a a special it was a limited edition version of lush which is one of their ipas it had been mixed with a shandy, I think. I can't remember, but she was just raving about it. So we went in to see if they had it. They didn't have it, but um, we ended up getting an entire, I, I, I don't even know what you want to call it. I, I would call it a flat, but I don't even know. I, I don't know what the look, the look, the, uh, wait, this, the terminology lingo. I was going the for lingo. lingo. I don't know what the lingo is for what, you know, like a cardboard. I think it was 20, yeah, it was 24, 16 ounce cans. We'll call it. Yeah. We'll call uh, it a box. I call I it a know. flat. A flat. I'm calling it a flat. From now on, those are known as flats. Yeah. Put it on so, Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Check us out. <laughs> right under Junior McMeat Nuggets. <laughs> so we, we ended <laughs> up, we went in there looking for one specific beer, and we ended up leaving with 24 pints of, of this beer, just because it was so fucking good. And it, we got the plush, the lush, and the coffee porter. And we just, we went IPA, IPA, porter. <laughs> so, it, but it, I mean... We've we still got a couple left. We were tr- I was trying to save them for this episode, and so that I could bring them to my various like beer, <laughs> beer hour at work and make sure you got one and stuff. So that was awesome. Uh, I just wanted to bring that up because I was I I just want to plug Frost because they're delicious. Nice. Yeah. We uh, I actually also went up into the Vermont area. We were at Stowe uh, last weekend for the Stowe 5K, and uh, again I didn't do any running, but. I'm a huge fan. I mentioned this on the last podcast about the Shed Brewery. And I had their, uh, again, I had their Mountain Ale. Fantastic. Um, but unfortunately, the actual Stowe 5K was sponsored by Harpoon. Yeah. I say unfortunately because that was just really confusing to me. A brewery based in the seaport of Boston sponsoring an event. Of- oh, no, no. Don't they? They have a brewery in Windsor, Vermont. They do, but like... I'm pretty sure they started in Vermont, didn't they? No, I thought that was their contract facility. That, or not contract, but like that's their production facility they flipped to later that they opened. Ooh. Well, you can cut that out. We'll cut that out. <laughs> but I was disappointed that it wasn't one of the local guys, one of the local smaller breweries. Yeah. Especially with the shed. I, I we stayed, The hotel we stayed at, like for booking this weekend, they gave us a six-pack of shed. And I was like, awesome, love this stuff. And the hotel gave you shed. Yeah, the hotel gave us shed, which was fantastic. So then we were like, "Sweet, five Ks happen tomorrow. It's got to be good beer." I, mean, I don't want to knock Harpoon, but like, I wanted shed. Right. <laughs> or the night before I had the night before the race uh, at the local Chinese hibachi restaurant, I was drinking Alchemist Focal Banger. So to go from those beers and then be like, "Oh, our options are Harpoon, Harpoon IPA," was kind of a letdown. I was hoping for a little more uh, 
local um, from such an area that has such a pedigree in the craft beer. Right. Yeah, you were looking to like dive deep down the rabbit hole of absolutely. Beer. I wanted frost. Right. I wanted frost beer works. I wanted more of Alchemist. I wanted Shed. Rock art. Harpoon, I can get at home, right? Mm-hmm. Harpoon is in... Yeah. It, I can get Harpoon at my home in Pennsylvania. Like, Harpoon yeah. is easy to come by. Yeah. So, I, I think that covers everything that we've been to, been to since the last episode. Uh, next episode is kind of a wild card. Where are we going from here? I don't know. We talked about it. I mean, we could try to do something in New Hampshire. Um, I've, I've got access now that I could, like, really easily. And then... If if need be, you've got a like a home base, you know, kind of an HQ. If you want to like spend a weekend or something, so that I think that that like you talked about before, it expands our horizons, being able to move into New Hampshire yeah. a little bit. The the big trip I want to do later in the summer is Bissell Brothers. We got another friend who wants to roll with us up to there, and uh, it's an easy trip for us up from the city. We can take the train, get up to Portland, Maine. Uh, it's right there, awesome spot. I've I've never gone to the brewery. I know you have, so. I'll do a follow-up, and I know we got a good friend who wants to come with us up there, so we'll make a little trip out of that and probably follow up with that later in the summer. Interestingly, I drove by White Birch this past weekend. Mm-hmm. The The wife is from Hooksit, mm-hmm. and we were driving through her hometown. Their old brewery is closed, so mm-hmm. I don't know where they went. So we got some investigation to do. So that's something that I actually, you want to do a segment called uh, errors and omissions. Errors I mean, and omissions. Basically, our entire thing would need to be. Yeah, that word, we have no idea what we're talking about. But I back an episode ago or two. I again can't remember. But we talked about kind of offhandedly talked uh, talked about um, white birch being in Hooksit and blah blah yeah. blah whatever. Because you were saying Manchester, and I was like, oh, it's in Hooksit. But since then, I've found out that it's actually moving to Nashua. So they're really? they're moving to um and I I think it's exit seven um seven or eight in Nashua so it's North Nashua so literally are they right open? there I don't know I that I don't know but, we're gonna find out for but you they're, guys they're opening in a in a it looks like an office complex but it's it, there's a a bunch of sp- open space down there like space for lease I should say and they're they're putting a I pretty sure a bigger spot because before it was it, it was, was like a used a, car dealership it was a used it was, car dealership. did you come with us yeah you came with us and, and we got those cases of, that's right yeah. that's right uh, and again errors and omissions i think they've backed off i said in the last episode or the first episode that they are almost entire they're strictly like berliner vices they seem to have backed off of that again. i think that was just the thing that he it, was doing well it was like it was there was a period in time when that was cool mm-hmm. and he just dove in and went 110 percent into vices and he was doing small batch. And he was doing small batches. They were all these weird sours. They backed off. I just saw some other non-Berliner Weiss beers of theirs in the store. So they yeah, still I exist. Mean, They're still kicking. But that brewery space is for sure closed. It looks like fully abandoned now and hooks it. So this I'd, is interesting. I would be, I'm really interested to find out what they're going to do with the new space. Because that old space was cool, actually, it to go into. Been. It could have been cool. Well, no. I, I found it cool to go into because it was like... Because it was him, you know, he was just there manning it. And maybe, you know, I mean, there was a couple other people there working, but, and maybe it wasn't always like that, but to be able to go in there and he came out and chatted us up. Like, yeah. Right. He was he just talked to like, Mr. White Birch. Yeah. Right. And he was just hanging out with us and talking. So I wonder if that vibe's carrying over, like if he's going to be still like just full on presence at this new space or if, if he's grown big enough now where he, f- he feels like he can spend more time behind the scenes instead of, you know, doing both. 
the front of house and back of house stuff. But I'm I'm really curious to go check that out. We should definitely do that. Um, whether it's for the next episode or not, we'll we'll find out. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Uh, what is your final take on that? We'd be drinking the Frostworks Plush Double IPA. Final take on it. Um, I've I really like this stuff. I mean, there's a reason why I plug them. Um, I I've it's fruity. Uh, it's definitely a New England IPA. Um, I mean, every every brewery up in Vermont's gonna create this New England IPA of some kind. Nice and hazy. It's got some backbone to it. And I mean, I don't know. I it's just really good. <laughs> I can't. It's, really... it's very, it's very hazy. It's got a strong orange flavor. Uh, very dry on your mouth. Like afterwards, I. It's like Mojave Desert over here. So yeah, it is very drying. So uh, still though, very good beer. So definitely go check out Frost Beer Works. Also go check out Bone Up. They did great. We're really impressed with them. Uh, and I guess uh, we'll see you guys next time after we've had a chance to hit up a couple more breweries this summer. Yep, and uh, next episode will drop in three months. Uh, countdown three <laughs> months. No, no, I'm going to be on top of this. This one is going to get published soon. <laughs> Mark it on your calendars under soon. Shortly. Shortly coming up. <laughs> so for New England Beer Geeks, I'm Austin. I'm Matt. Signing off. <laughs>